The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and we're glad that all of you are out there listening, uh, joining us here today. We've got a great show, as usual. Uh, today, my guest is Julie Wright. She's a certified yoga instructor, and she's going to talk with us about the yoga of recovery and how she combines the 12 steps and yoga. So I know that Julie's going to have a lot of fascinating information to give us and things to share with us from her practice and uh, from the classes that she teaches. So we're really excited to have Julie here. Thank you again for all of you that are out there listening. We're glad that you're participating. And thank you so much for the emails that you send and for the posts that you put on the Spirit of Recovery Facebook wall. We're uh, just delighted to have those and glad to know that we're making a difference for you. Thank you that you're letting your friends know about us and letting the people in your recovery circles and in your unity circles know about Spirit of Recovery. I am delighted to be able to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery on Unity Online Radio, unity.fm. It's uh, something that's really dear to my heart, and I'm so happy to be able to bring you guests that get you thinking, that open you up to new ideas about recovery and spirituality, and to hear about what's happening in your spiritual and recovery walk. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. We always have guests who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable, and who are innovative. They're either people who are in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people, and a lot of times all the above. We bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. The Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. We know that recovery is a large tent, and so whoever you are, you're welcome here. You may be a person that's in recovery from some kind of an addiction. Perhaps you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or perhaps you're the family member or friend of somebody with the disease of addiction, and you're looking for information, or maybe uh, you're simply someone who's curious and interested in the process of recovery, and you want to hear about it and we're glad to have you here and we welcome your participation your comments and your questions via email and via our 800 number phone line again my name is Anna Schaus and I'm your spirit of recovery host I'm a unity minister and also a trained addictions counselor I'm a person that has in my circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction And 30 years ago this month, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. Um, Ever since that time, my walk's been an integration of unity principles and recovery principles. And that walk has made a profound difference in my life. So thank you, uh, listeners, for the opportunity that you create for me and that Unity FM creates for me to share these recovery ideas with you and bring you exciting guests. On every show, we do have a book that we give away. We have a drawing, and we give away a recovery book. These books are donated uh, to the Spirit of Recovery 
by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation, and that's www.hazelden.org. And thank you so much, Hazelden, for your generosity in donating these books. Today's book is called Drop the Rock, Removing Character Defects, Steps 6 and 7. And the authors are Bill P., Todd W., and Sarah S. So we'd love to get an email from you or get a phone call uh, from you, and we'll be happy to put your name in the drawing for Drop the Rock, Removing Character Defects, Steps 6 and 7. We'd love to put that in the mail to you. Our phone number here at Spirit of Recovery is 888-558-6489, or the same number is 888-55-UNITY. Or you can email us, and we do get the emails right during the program. Our email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. You're welcome to call or email in at any time. And in the second and third segments of our show, we will actually be addressing your comments and questions. Today, our topic is the yoga of recovery, and my guest is Julie Wright. Julie is a certified yoga instructor. She teaches Hatha Yoga and Hatha Meditation, Pranayama, Multi-Style Yoga, Power Yoga, Vinyasa, and the Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. Julie began her journey in 1999 when she took her first yoga class. She had been a personal trainer and group exercise instructor and was looking for new avenues to improve her physical condition. And Julie tells us that little did she know when she took that first yoga class that it was going to open up not only benefits for her body, but also benefits for her very soul. And uh, her life uh, really began to take some new turns as she began practicing and teaching yoga. Also, Julie does work with others in combining yoga and the program of 12-step recovery and has found that that is offering her a life that she never thought possible. So, Julie, we're so glad that you're with us here today. You have a rich history of your own personal growth, of being a yoga student and a yoga teacher, and uh, growing and, and developing in spiritual ways and in ways that you connect that with the world. So thank you for being here today. We're glad you're joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, tell us about uh, about how it was exactly that you got onto this uh, yoga practice. What ha- what pr- I know you said you wanted to improve your physical condition, but what what got you interested in taking a yoga class? Really, what got me interested in taking yoga many many years ago was that I was just into the physical aspect. I I worked in health and wellness for about twenty years. And I really just wanted to see what this yoga was about. I wanted to um, improve my physical condition. And when I started taking yoga, it did improve my physical condition. It really complemented what I was doing um, otherwise. But it just spoke to me. It just opened up a whole new world. Um, I didn't realize that yoga had such a spiritual aspect to it. And um, it taught me so many things. I'm still learning. I find the more I learn about yoga, the more I know nothing about yoga. It's so huge. And these years of study, um, yoga has taught me, as far as um, the end of it that's not the physical, because the physical is wonderful. I'm more flexible. I'm stronger. I'm longer. I'm, everything works better. My bodily functions work better, healthier lungs, healthier bones. Everything works better. Just being able to be present, for me, um, my mind is very, very busy all the time. I am in recovery myself, and um, one of the characteristics of um, any type of addiction is a really busy mind, an obsessive mind, um, trying to control situations, and you learn um, on the yoga mat acceptance, acceptance of, it could be just as simple as acceptance of the pose that I'm in right now and acceptance that this is what my body's doing right now, and this is the way it is, and I know I can breathe, and I know I can stay calm, and I can accept what's going on right here, right now, in this moment on my yoga mat, and I can stay present at this moment, rather than tell jumping us, out into the future or tell, lingering in the past like we, like we do. Right. Tell us more about the breath and how that works, more about how the breath is part of acceptance. The breath is just the entire practice of yoga is based on the breath. 
the breath is the life force and energy that we draw into our body. You might hear the word prana. Prana is the Sanskrit word for breath, for um, life force and energy that we draw into the body. And just the breath alone, I think you're asking me how does the breath work in yoga or work in daily lives? Is that what you're asking? How it um, Both, really. What, yeah, and, yeah. and how, they're, so, how you relate learning, them. Right. Well, learning how to just breathe when you take a deep breath, just taking the deep breath physically, that sends a signal to the brain to calm and relax the brain, which calms and relaxes the mind, which will calm and relax the body. And so um, probably everyone listening has tried some type of deep breathing just to calm down. You notice you're upset about something. Maybe I could just take a few deep breaths before I react. And so a lot of times just taking a couple of deep breaths might keep you from saying something you really regret or doing something you really regret, just taking that moment to breathe. Um, the breath is linked in the yoga practice with the poses. You learn to breathe deeply through maybe a very challenging, difficult pose. I'm in a pose, I'm shaking a little bit, but my breath is leading the way. If my breath starts coming in short or it's cutting off or getting choppy, then intuitively my body is asking me to, to back up a little bit, to slow down, to move away from this. And the breath is linked right there with our intuition, with our inner wisdom. And if we could, and me included, you know, we learn all these great tools on the yoga mat. Sometimes we remember them, sometimes we don't. To know that the breath is very much linked into our intuition following the breath. Have you ever been in a situation where your breath's coming a little short or choppy and you don't understand why? And then you have that kind of gut feeling that intuitively something is going on that might not be right. Maybe this isn't the, the right place for me, the right choice I should be making right now. We learn that um, in a yoga pose. I might be going too deep into a yoga pose. My breath is coming in short and choppy. If I don't listen to that, I could get hurt or the practice isn't benefiting me. So it's learning acceptance, learning to follow my breath and let my mind get out of the way. You know, leading with that intuitive wisdom. So, that, so there's sounds... so many different ways that the breath comes in helpful. But just listening to that, you know, listening, following your intuition rather than, I know if I just listen to my mind, I can get in big trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if I can listen to my heart, if I can open up my heart and listen to that breath, then usually things can calm down um, from an area of um, recovery. um, When you think about an an addict, any type of addiction whatsoever, um, what do we want to do? We want to, our nervous system, it wants homeostasis right away. We want to get back to normal. I want to feel good again. And so I can take a deep breath and try and be calm Kind of like how I am right now. I'm kind of nervous being on the radio, so I'm breathing really deep. Or maybe I could reach for a drink instead. Or maybe I could go do something inappropriate sexually, or I could go overeat. Or maybe I could just intuitively listen to my breath and calm down a little bit. So the breath is a way to connect with with the life force, a way to, to really... Feel better, and as we know, as you were saying, addiction is all about mood altering. It's about I want to feel good, and I right. want to feel good now. I want to get out of whatever right. the painful feeling is. But the breath is exactly. a is is a, an authentic way to shift yourself and to get in touch with what you're really feeling, because um, it's to just cover up our feelings with whatever our addiction is. It could be anything. I could cover it up or I could just breathe into what it is I'm feeling. Say I'm feeling, I've also um, had a lot of anxiety throughout my life and I've learned to deal with the anxiety. I used to deal with it, you know, trying to medicate it. And um, I've learned feel, where do you feel it in your body? Say you're feeling really anxious or nervous about something. Take a few deep breaths and locate where is that feeling in your body. For me, the anxiety would always appear in my chest, like a tightness in the chest and maybe in the throat. And so instead of trying to medicate that tightness or go do something to take my mind off of it, 
I'm going to breathe into that part of my body. I'm going to feel it there. I'm going to breathe in there. I'm going to invite healing energy into this place of my body that feels this anxiety. And I'm going to exhale and I'm going to release those anxious feelings. And I'm going to continue being with the way I'm feeling until it evolves rather than... It's a key... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just rather than doing something self-destructive, rather mm-hmm. than, you know, trying to fix it with something else. So the breath is, is the key in just yoga practice. I'll talk to many, many students in classes they will say, the breath is the hardest thing for me to get because we'll go into a pose that might be physically challenging, and, and what do you do? Have you ever noticed yourself just picking up a heavy box or something? You hold your breath, and sometimes we don't realize oh, wow, I was just holding my breath while I carried that heavy box up the stairs or whatever. And so it brings our awareness to the breath. You might still catch yourself holding your breath, carrying a heavy box up the stairs. When you get up that flight of stairs, you go, wow, I was just holding my breath. So it heightens the awareness. So maybe next time I will breathe through this. And so it's not just a fix-all, like I'm going to take yoga and now I'm fixed. And I have all these great tools, and I remember to use them every time, because I'll tell you right now, I don't. I forget. You know, I don't have this thing down perfectly. And that's why um, I keep going back. <laughs> I keep going back and, you know, learning. And it's, it's just incredible, because it's a lifetime thing. It's not something you're just going to all of a sudden go, oh, I've got it. Same with, you know, the 12 steps, coupling it with the 12 steps of recovery. It's a lifetime journey always learning, always evolving, making mistakes, dusting yourself off, getting back up after those mistakes, not beating yourself up, you know, finding some compassion. You know, another um, part of addiction is just really beating ourselves up, being so rigid and judging ourselves and always seeking approval and, um, you know, just being able to find more acceptance. And that, I'm kind of getting off on another tangent, um, kind of going off of the breath more into, like, opening the heart. And um, I'm trying to think what else I could tell you about the breath. Well, let me ask um, you, uh, one okay. thing that, that struck me as you were talking, that the breath and yoga, as it's part of the breath, as really leads is a gentle way of leading a person into themselves when you were talking about breathing through a feeling or breathing through a difficult Definitely. situation, and and that's sure. that really is the healing from addiction because addiction's about alienation from the self uh-huh. and separation, and the breath is bringing you home. Yeah, it's uniting. It's uniting the body and the mind, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and to be able to fall. I'm a big fan of falling, falling, not falling, walking down the sidewalk, but like in in yoga practice, getting in a pose and and trying it, and when you fall, being able to breathe through that fall and not beating yourself up because you fell out of a fall because it's just practice. That's why we call it yoga practice, not yoga perfection, right? And so being able to breathe through when things unexpectedly happen in your life. I might be in a pose on my yoga mat and suddenly I lose my balance and I fall, which I do a lot. And accepting that and maybe being able just to laugh it off rather than beating myself up because I wasn't perfect. And breathing through that. Yeah, and just getting in touch with yourself. Getting in touch with yourself and, and being with that, which is happening to you right there at the moment, and accepting that and accepting that I'm not the person next to me. I'm not put together like that person. I'm me. I'm unique. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm a, I'm, I'm a special person on my own. And it's a lot of it is a self-acceptance. Right. It's time for a break right now. Um, Julie, thank you so much. When we come back, we'll start with the Serenity Minute, which is a brief moment to focus on a constructive thought. And then my guest, Julie Wright, and I will continue talking about the yoga of recovery. And uh, when we come back, give us a call or email us with your questions and comments. That number is 888-55-UNITY. The email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. 
If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on shop. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today, glad you're listening. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is the yoga of recovery. And my guest is Julie Wright. Julie is a yoga instructor. She teaches a variety of types of yoga and meditation. She has been a yoga student and a yoga teacher for many years. Julie's also a person in recovery and uh, teaches a unique uh, program called Yoga and the 12 Steps, where she integrates the 12 Steps of Recovery with a yoga practice, and it's very powerful. Julie's been sharing with us life-giving ideas, and we're going to be hearing more from her in just a moment. Right now, I invite you to join me in focusing on this constructive idea as we relax, as we allow our minds to rest, to open, and to be refreshed. So I invite you to breathe, to breathe deeply, to allow that breath to fill you with relaxation and with peace. And here's our constructive idea. I breathe deeply. I let my breath open my heart. I breathe deeply. I let my breath open my heart. 
thank you for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And now we're back with my guest, Julie Wright, talking about the yoga of recovery. This is a great time to give us a call at 888-55-UNITY or to send us an email at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. And we do get the emails right during the program with a comment or a question for Julie, and she would be thrilled to address those. So, Julie, we've been talking about um, yoga, and you've told us a little bit about um, yoga and addiction, but you have a very unique practice, and you teach a very unique practice, and that's the integration of yoga and the 12 steps. How did you get involved with that? Well, it's it's a a really cool roundabout way I got involved with it, being um, in recovery and also my passion and love for yoga. it's been a, a really a dream of mine for about the past five years to somehow bring yoga and recovery together. I wasn't quite sure how to do it, but I knew I wanted to do it. Um, and so I've, I've been working towards that. I've taken some, um, some college courses in addiction counseling. Um, I'm always furthering my yoga practice. I'm being in a 12-step program myself. And I came across an incredible woman. Her name is Nikki Myers, and she has a studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she is the founder of Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. I found her. She um, works with Off the Mat Into the World, and I think we're going to maybe talk about that a little bit later. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's a save a challenge where we take our yoga practice off of our yoga mats and we go out and help others in the world. And a woman that I worked with here in Dallas, knew that I was wanting to do this. I was working with her on this this one love off the mat into the world, and she said, you need to hook up with my friend Nikki Meyer. She's my friend on Facebook. Just look her up. So I looked up Nikki and found what she's doing. She actually does a yoga of 12-step recovery certification course. And so I went and did the certification course with her in Indianapolis, and it just she helped me bring it all together because I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't really sure how to bring it all together. And so I just have great thanks and great respect and just great love for Miss Nikki Myers, who is the founder of it. And um, the tools that I got from doing the actual certification course was how to bring it together. Um, yoga Twelve Step Recovery. It's, it's a twelve excuse me twelve step based discussion group, and then we couple it with a yoga class. So we're weaving together the ancient wisdom of yoga and the practical tools of the twelve step program. Um, and you had mentioned earlier um, that yoga, 12-step recovery, the, the classes are welcome to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction, just like your program is that, that we're listening to right now, or if you're affected by others that um, suffer from addiction. And, um, and so the yoga, 12-step recovery, it's also it's not a replacement. Like if you're in recovery and you're working a program, a 12-step program, you have a, respons- a sponsor, this is definitely not a replacement for that, but it's in addition to. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, so how did I get to get it all together? And so I went and got the certification to bring it all together. And um, so I'm thrilled. What we do is we have like an hour meeting. It's just an open discussion. All addictions welcome. And then I'll base the yoga practice. We'll have an hour yoga practice following that. And I'll base the practice on the group, on the topic, whatever the topic is of the group, and kind of the energy of the group. I can feel it out and kind of see. And I'll build the practice, the yoga practice. I'll, I'll meet the group where they are that day. If they're really anxious that day, if I can feel the group, we'll have a little bit more of a vigorous practice. If the group is down, kind of, it's in a low state, kind of depressed, we might start with a more relaxing practice and then move into more deeper movements. So it's really just feeling out the energy of the group. And um, it's great because when we, when we address addiction and we go to our 12-step meetings, um, you know, addiction is a physical, mental, and spiritual disease. And in the 12-step meetings, um, usually it's the mental and the spiritual aspects of the disease that are addressed. And for me, addressing the physical part was such a key for me personally and for several people um, that have experienced this um, 
yoga and recovery. There's a lot of people that practice yoga and are in recovery and don't do the yoga of 12-step recovery. They've just made it. Because a lot of our um, our issues, they're, they're in our tissues. You know, pent-up emotions, anger, grief, self-loathing, shame, anxiety, you know, unable to deal with these feelings in a healthy way and we don't process these emotions, they're going to store in the body somewhere. And so What's the difference between somebody that that um, is in recovery and practices yoga and somebody that does what you're talking about and integrates yoga with the 12 steps. How are those different? What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's not different. It's just this program that I have is specifically called Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. So it, we actually we meet for two hours. We have a meeting followed by a yoga practice. So we're all together doing 12-step and yoga together at the same time on the same day. Whereas, um, you know, you can go to your 12-step meetings and then you have your own yoga practice. And so, um, you know, that's what what I so did for a, years. So it's an, intentional, and, it's an intentional putting the two together then, it sounds it's like. It's intentional putting two together. But, but whatever works best for you, you know, there's no right or wrong. I can't say this is the way. I was talking to um, someone yesterday that is just wanting to get sober with with an alcohol problem that's just wanting to get sober. This is the first time they've decided I have a problem. I need help. And I said, this is not for you. Right now, the yoga of 12-step recovery program is not for you. I suggest that you get into an AA group, get a sponsor, start working the steps, do that, and then this would be a good supplement for you later. You know, but if someone has a serious problem that, that needs addressing, they would need to, you know, get into a program right away. This is something that's great that it's an addition to. Um, right. I got an email with- from a, a listener, Carrie. Carrie has oh, an interesting question okay. that uh, probably okay. relates to the, the idea of, of the physicality of addiction. Uh-huh. She asks, how can this 12-step program apply to other addictions, for example, a food addiction? Okay. Um, well, it could apply to all addictions because when you think about it, an addiction that we have, and you know this, you're an addiction specialist. You probably know a lot more than I do on it. An addiction, say it's a food addiction, um, that's a way to comfort ourselves. That's a way to maybe put down some emotions that we don't want to rise up. Um, a food addiction, it could be like I know um, I know Carrie, and Carrie and I have both discussed our, our weakness with sugar. And sugar is very addicting. And just your yoga practice, when you're, when you're practicing yoga, you learn discipline. You learn to breathe through those feelings. Say, I'm really craving the sugar right now. I learn to breathe through those feelings. Um, couple that with the 12 steps. Um, just step one, we admitted we were powerless over our addiction and that it had become unmanageable. And so following the steps, you know, coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And that might sound, you know, way over the top saying, well, am I really insane with a food addiction? But following the steps, when you think about um, the 12 steps of um, recovery, you think about the steps that will bring us into the right alignment, into something greater than ourselves. Think of ourselves as a vessel. And when we have an addiction, that vessel gets overturned. And steps one through three, they're the foundation. They'll help us turn the vessel back right side up. Steps four through nine is like the core, um, preparing the vessel for sail. And then steps 10 through 12, that's our expression and how we set sail on our spiritual voyage. And so a sugar addiction is just as important to someone or a food addiction as an alcohol addiction or a shopping addiction or a sex addiction or a gambling addiction or a a codependent person. It doesn't matter what your addiction is. It's important to you. Your life has become in some way unmanageable because of your addiction. And so I really like these yoga and 12-step recovery meetings because it's so cool because all addictions are coming together. When I was in Indianapolis, I was in a meeting and we had food addicts, sex addicts, control addicts, alcoholics, drug addicts, and there was there was one of us. Oh, there was a, a person living with someone that had an addiction that was codependent. And it was just really cool to see we all, it's different. 
people, places, and things, but it's the same. It's the same. We can work it the same. Does that make sense? Does that answer the question, or do I get way out there? Yeah, I believe so. It sounds like it. No. I thought out there, didn't I? <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you're right in there. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because yeah. you're um, talking. It's, yeah. it's true. The, the physicality of it is, is really important, the and the whole concept and, and getting, of it. It's all the same, yeah. really. Right. There's no hierarchy among addiction, is there? Yeah, there's not. There's not. And what might seem really important me, and then I hear that you have this addiction, well, that's not as important as mine. Well, yes, it is. If it's affecting your life, it is important. If it's affecting your life, if it's making you unhappy, if it's maybe affecting lives of others around you, if it's causing your mind to go to dangerous places, if it's wanting you to try and use your addiction to cover up feelings, then then that's, that's an issue. And um, the 12 steps in yoga is a good way. It's a good way to get to get realigned, to get realigned, to find a rebalancing. When you think about it, yoga and the 12 steps are such a natural match when they come together to help people connect with who they really are. You know, when you think about how addiction turns everything upside down right. and how working through this, it can help us be in the world in more of an integrated way, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, it does, and I think and you mentioned this earlier in the program, but I, I think, and you can correct me if I'm incorrect here, that the term yoga has something to do with yoking together, right? Right. The, the term yoga means union or to unite, um, and so we're uniting, you know, we're bringing back, when you think about addiction, and you mentioned this earlier, Anna, that addiction separates us. Mm-hmm. Addiction separates us from ourselves, our loved ones, our interests, and then yoga will unite, integrate, and balance us. And when you think about yoga, it's, it's, it's an ancient art. It's a science. And it teaches us that art of balancing. And our lives, when you think about them, they're multidimensional. And while we live in a complex world, bringing that balance, that integration, that union back in, bringing that relationship back in with yourself, where I can sit with myself and maybe start to accept myself and have compassion for myself, maybe even like myself, rather than trying to run off and medicate myself. And bringing that union back, joining the physical, the emotional, you know, all the parts, the thinking, the intuitive, the heart-centered parts of ourselves, bringing all that back, getting us balaned again, you know, realigned. Right. Do you have a a lifelong process? About how one of your students, again, certainly uh, respecting their privacy and confidentiality, but how somebody's life's become different from pra- from doing this practice. How someone's life has become different from doing the yoga the, practice that's mm-hmm, in recovery. The yoga twelve step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, um, just being able to, I've had a student share with me that. Um, that that's much like me. I have always, I mean, even through my addiction, my years of addiction, I was a very physical person, too. I was a very functioning addicted person, and um, a lot of people didn't even know that I was an addicted person, that I had any kind of problem. And I was very, very physical, but I wasn't addressing the um, the spiritual end of it. And then I have a student that was very um, working the the spiritual and the mental aspect of the program, but never worked the physical end of it. And going back to that whole um, saying, I love it because it rhymes, Nikki Myers, um, I, I steal this from her, where she says, our issues live in our tissues. <laughs> and um, being able to get that um, that out, being able to have the 12 steps. I've got these tools. I know the mental, I know that spiritual, um, where I need to go, and then to be able to get on the yoga mat and to work this stuff out of my body, to get into some of these poses and to work it out, to let it out physically, to be able to breathe deeply um, has helped more than one. I mean, you said just one student. I'm kind of talking general with people I've talked with now that haven't dealt with the physical end of it and how it just makes so much sense. 
-hmm. when you think about how emotions store in the body. Yeah, it can make a real behavioral shift that you can't get just from doing things in your head. But on the other end, too, I'll be real honest with you, Anna, I thought for years and years and years that yoga alone would keep me in recovery. Um, I did 12-step work only, and then I would do, uh, I thought, well, I don't need this program anymore. I've got it down. I don't need to be working a 12-step program at all. And this was years and years ago. And I had several years of off and on relapses from just thinking yoga alone would do it for me. And so the both have worked wonderfully in my life for years now, helping me stay happy and healthy and um, emotionally and physically. And like I said before, I don't have all the answers, and sure, sometimes I, you know, I forget the tools for a little while and act like a baby or, you know, (laughs) don't breathe for a minute. But the the combination of the two, the combination of the two, the 12-step program and the yoga, have been a lifesaver for me and have really brought me peace. Okay, thanks so much, Julie. It's time for a break again. Thanks for your honesty. This is great stuff you're sharing with us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And thank you so much to our emailer, Carrie, for her question. And uh, we'll be right back. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. There is Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness.
You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is the yoga of recovery. And my guest is Julie Wright. Julie is a yoga teacher. She's a person that's recovering in the 12 steps. She teaches many forms of yoga. And she uh, integrates yoga and the 12 steps. She practices that herself. And she teaches that to other people. And from that, she has a profound practice that works so well with her as she's been telling us to really heal her at depth and give her the opportunity and the experience of a wonderful life in recovery and a wonderful life that opens her up to lots of joy. And so, Julie, thanks so much for being with us. We're glad you're Thank here you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so yeah. much, Anna. Yes. And so, uh, again, if you have a question or a comment for Julie, please email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or you can give us a call at 888-5-U-N-I-T-Y, and Julie would love to address that for you. And also, we'll put your name in the drawing for our book, and our book donated by Hazelden Foundation today is Drop the Rock, Removing Character Defects, Steps 6 and 7. So we'd be happy to have you in the drawing for that. So, Julie, right before the break, uh, you were telling us a lot of good information about how the, the 12 steps and yoga work together for you and how you really need both parts of that, that you talked about um, mm-hmm. how you'd had relapses when you let go of the 12-step part and we're just doing the yoga mm-hmm. and so forth. So I appreciate your honesty. Thanks for talking about that. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Well, it, um, yeah, it, it, um, it, it just seems that most people I've talked to that have, that have had similar experiences too, saying, well, I just thought one thing or the other would work, and it's just such a great combination, it, for me anyway, for me anyway, it worked great, and um, just um, one more thing I wanted to share about um, the yoga practice and um, and the, the, the combination with the 12 step is that the, the physical part that we don't really cover in the, the 12 step, the rooms of the 12 step meeting, is that our self-image is, is kind of shot when we're in our addiction and we're trying to recover. And the practice, the physical practice of yoga, it helps us build a more positive self-image, more reverence and respect for our body. And knowing that we're treating our body better, it's also, for me, it gave me um, more to think about. Do I want to put that, that poison in my body? when I'm finding more respect for my body, you know. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too, another part about the physical, adding in the yoga practice as well. Right. That's really important. It's so key. Yeah. A lot of times when, when people first enter in recovery, uh, mm-hmm. there's just a real alienation from the body, from the physical self, oh, yeah. no matter what there's, the addiction was. Yeah. Even codependent, even codependency. Um, oh, definitely. It's very much that alienation. So, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, and it just Julie, it helps you feel more grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I know that people want to know. Uh, I'm sure. I know our listeners are just really fascinated and interested uh, in this topic, and and wondering how they might be able to access some of this practice, and we've got listeners from literally all over the world. So if people are interested, what are some websites they could look at to find out more about Yoga of the 12 Steps? Okay. Um, you can go to the website. It's yogaof12steprecovery.com. It's Y-O-G-A-O-F-12-S-T-E-P-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com. That'll take you right to Nikki Meyer's website. That's where I went to do my certification. It tells you all about it. Um, you can like, if you're on Facebook, you can like Yoga of 12-Step Recovery. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. If you want to find me, I'm always posting what I've got going on, too. Okay. Great. So the so Yoga that's of 12-Step Julie Wright. Recovery website. Yeah. Julie Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. 
Yeah, so great. those are those are three great places that you can check out. But definitely check out the Yoga Twelve Step Recovery website. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Good information. Thank you. I know as well, Julie, that part of your practice and part of your recovery and being of service is that you participate in an organization called Off the Mat and Into the World. Yes. What's that about? Yes, this is my second year that I've been involved. Um, Off the Mat, Into the World um, was developed by some very... um, Loving, kind, open-hearted yogis. Sean Korn um, is one of them, Suzanne Sterling, and I have practiced with both of them. Um, they're, Sean Korn's a yoga master, and she travels all over the world, and she came up with this concept, I think about four years ago, why don't we take our yoga practice off of our mat and literally out into the world and get out and use yoga to help others? And what a great concept, bringing all these yogis together for um, for love. What we're doing, uh, it started in Dallas last year. It's called onelovedallas.org. There's a website. Please look that up, too, onelovedallas.org. And um, I was involved with it last year, and I've been asked to be involved with it again this year. Um, this year, our SEVA challenge, SEVA, S-E-V-A, is a Sanskrit word, which means selfless service. And our save a challenge this year is for Haiti. And what we're doing is we're bringing yogis throughout Dallas. We're uniting them in an effort. It's a fundraising challenge to participate in 108 sun salutations. It's taught by 12 of Dallas instructors. I'm honored to be one of those 12. The event is going to be on June 11th, 2011 at North Park Center. It's in that little center park of the mall. Um, but that's just for if you're here in Dallas, I guess. But you can get involved um, anywhere you live, anywhere in the world. The website is off the mat into the world. And we're raising money to take this um, directly to the people in Haiti that are still suffering, that still don't have running water. They're still living in little huts. Um, and so it's, it makes me feel good to be able to get out. And as you know, in being a part of a 12-step program, service work is a big part of um helping us recover as well and stay in recovery. So I'm right. thrilled to be a part of that. And um, here, like each each city locally, we'll have different events. And that's just something that we're putting on here in Dallas to raise mm-hmm. money for Haiti. But it's happening all over the world. And it's really neat to see yogis unite and come together in such a way. Is that a new so. concept? I don't really know to for yoga to be out in the world or not. Is that... Yoga idea? is coming, baby. Yoga is out there. Yoga is coming out into the world in so many different ways now, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing how yogis are uniting for so many different causes. Um, I, I being, you know, a, a yoga instructor, and I go to a lot of different workshops and certifications. I'm on a lot of different mailing lists, and I'll receive stuff all the time. Yoga's coming together. Um, there was one a few weeks ago, Yoga's for trees in Tibet. I mean, but um, yoga for what I've been wanting to focus on is um, the Haiti and the big picture, but I also want to bring it more into my my city where I live, see how I can help people here. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different causes where we can take our yoga and to help others. We can go, for me, I can go into transitional living homes. I can go into recovery centers because my passion is working with, with people in recovery. But you can take your yoga um, and throw benefits. You can throw um, a yoga class and let it be a donation class for the SPCA, for animals, or whatever your passion is. So yogas are coming together. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, the power of love in a yoga community and what we can do. Wonderful. I just got an email from Joe in New York City, and he has his Julie clearly. That's my son. Oh, that's your son? (laughs) Yeah, Joe. What did he say? (laughs) He says, clearly your yoga practice has come a long way over the last several years. Going forward, how do you see your practice continuing to evolve from here, both physically and spiritually, as you get further along in your practice and recovery? Thank you, Joe, for writing us. I don't know if that's my son. I have a Joe that lives in New York City. Maybe not. Maybe Um, it isn't. How do I see? I got too excited. How do I see my practice evolving? 
Yes, uh-huh, as you keep going in your practice and in recovery. Well, as I keep going in my practice and recovery, what I, what I want, I see my practice, the physical practice evolving with respect for my physical body. Um, for I'm, I'm 50 years old. Um, and that's very, very young, and I'm a very, very young 50-year-old, but having respect for my physical body and and not asking it to do things that I would ask it to do when it was 20. And so part of being in the 12-step program of recovery and practicing, you, know, you learn that, that safe space for your body and to respect your body. And so I'm learning to accept where I am physically, um, if that makes any sense. Um, learning um, where my practice is going, that's such a hard question because it's just my heart is more and more open every day. Every day my heart opens a little bit more. Every day I feel a little bit more grounded. The days that I don't feel grounded, I know I can take those deep breaths and I can root myself down and I can feel at one with the earth. Um, I can't really tell you where my practice is going to go, where I would like to see um, my service work going is spreading the yoga and the 12-step and, and bringing that together and helping people that way, if that answers at all. I can't tell you where I'm going to be. I couldn't have told you two years ago that I'd be here right now. Um, so I really don't know. And I think uh, in recovery, living one day at a time, sometimes one breath at a time, so I do know that um, acceptance is a big part for me, compassion for myself, which I didn't have for a long, long time, compassion, acceptance for myself. And I think when you find that and you find it in others, it's easier to find it for other people. So I think I'm rambling now. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of that's a tough powerful. question to say where, I, where I'm going to be. I don't know, but I do know that I, I want to honor my physical body, I want to honor myself emotionally. Um, I don't beat myself up like I used to. I used to, and of course I still beat myself up some. I would be a liar if, if I told you that I had this whole thing down because I don't. You know, but that's what's so exciting about it is that every day is a new day and every day we, we get to practice again and, and we get to do this deal again every day. Julie, so thank you so much. Your honesty is delightful and the depth and the uh, concrete ideas that you shared are so wonderful. Thank you so much for what you do, and thank you so much for being a guest with us today. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, and I enjoyed it. Good, good. So thanks to all of you out there for listening, um, and we know you got lots of good ideas. Look us up, uh, Spirit of Recovery, on Facebook, post on our wall, and uh, join us next Tuesday when our topic is going to be Loving It All with Jenny L., Uh, Being in recovery doesn't mean that we live happily ever after. It means that we've got the resources to face life and deal with it as it comes. Uh, Jenny's been a longtime uh, recovering family member, and she's going to share with us her vast wisdom and how she does learn how to love it all. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Know that you're in my prayers, and I see you having a blessed week. Goodbye. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant. Join Rev. Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. 
Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.